last two weeks she's just been saying how's it and uh, she has been wanting to feed more at um, at night so she dropped a feed you know like that's like a celebration everyone's just like dancing and <laughs> she dropped a feed so uh, and then uh, that was a long time ago so we we're like Jesus, this Lord is good and uh, this week or the last two weeks she's just been feeding again that she's kind of brought that back and uh, some, some nights she's even fed more. And the funny thing is, we see this as, um, we know that maybe she's just going through something. Uh, she's going through a growth, uh, something with her teeth that we don't know. But like normally we find, or research, sounds like I'm an expert at kids, six months. But um, the, normally it's when it's, there's growth. They... Uh, they learned to, she's sitting now for the first time by herself. And normally like those milestones causes some shaking and uh, they need to kind of feed more. I don't know if that's correct. Some of you are probably looking like you. Yeah. But uh, I just felt God say that, you know, sometimes when growth, when growth is needed, we get hungry. And, you know, like it's, just, it's our, like our walk with Christ. Um, God desires us for us to grow, to become mature. And uh, the reason for that is because we've become more hungry. And as we develop, as we uh, have revelation, and as we become from, you know, from baby foods to, to solid foods to lack of steaks, um, there's a desire, there's like you get more hungry because there's growth in our lives. And... Uh, so that this morning is just really God just creating new ways in our lives. And we've been working through, we, myself, has been working the book of Luke. And uh, so if you've got your Bibles, uh, last week we, we spoke about um, Levi, be friends like Levi. And uh, we saw Luke 5. You can turn to Luke 5 verse 33, we'll read from there. And... Uh, so Levi was a tax collector, and he uh, was the sinner of sinner. And uh, in this moment, in the middle of his sin, Jesus calls him by name and uh, begins to walk a journey with Christ. And then Levi calls this banquet, and all these friends and all the sinners, all the prostitutes were having dinner with Jesus. And uh, we saw that question that, that we ask ourselves as believers is, is when do we, when do, we, you know, that awkward situation with our friends we've all got friends like Levi and uh, we've, we've, we've only in a sense we've we were like Levi and God called us but we've had friends like Levi and how do we address things in people's lives how do we minister God's grace God's love to people and uh, because we saw Jesus just do it so beautifully he's the ultimate he's the best and uh, he's incredible ways of dealing with people and uh, so that was, that was last week. And this week, uh, going from that scripture, so that was Luke 5, verse 27. And then straight after that, uh, we're going to this next thing. And it's kind of the same thing with Levi, um, with the Pharisees. And uh, so when God calls us, we've been, we've been realizing this, this for the last couple of uh, weeks about God's calling. 
in our personal lives, and God calling us to, to different areas, uh, God calling us for prayer, uh, God calling to reminding us of the call of God over our lives. And um, so when God calls us, He creates a new way. He creates a new way. We see this um, as Levi begins to walk this completely new way of life. Um, so from a tax collector, which kind of he's done, probably studied for, he's worked for it. It's almost his identity. He's known as, as the, the tax collector. That was his labeled. And uh, we know that he was extremely despised amongst the, the, um, the Pharisees and Israel, the nation. They hated him. And uh, that's why he's put in the group the banner of the, like, the sinner of sinners. And so his life, this new way of life, was, it was like a drastic change. It was in a moment. And uh, Jesus was showing this, this example of the power of the gospel. It's like he didn't have to go through these, these steps that we have to try to reach salvation. It was just like instant. And that's the power of the gospel. And as we get saved, yes, we, we work out our salvation. We deal with stuff. We, we've, we've all got baggage that, that God needs to sort out in our lives. But with the issue of salvation, it was instant here with Levi. That was the power of the gospel. And uh, so we see um, he, he gave up what he's known in a moment, his identity. Imagine in that, you know, like we could talk about, imagine giving up your identity of what you find and your purpose in this life in a moment. Uh, he was a tax collector. That was a moment. Maybe it's a teacher, an architect. It's quite a big change. It's drastic. It's just like laying that down in a moment, like literally calling his name and leaving everything, it says there, everything behind. Um... And so what Levi saw and heard was this incredible hope and, uh, for his sinful life. He probably, everyone knows, when you're in sin, it doesn't matter if you're uh, the furthest away from God, uh, you know when you're doing wrong. There's, there's, there's no way around it. If you are cheating the, the SARS, you know deep inside your heart, you might not even think about it, but in deep inside, we know that we're doing wrong. And he knew it, but he's probably just seen, he's witnessed this religion of the Pharisees and, and what was going down there and the, the talk of the day. And he probably thought he could never, ever have that salvation that they were talking about. It was impossible for him. And, you know, it's... it's that's what he was hearing. That's what he was seeing. He was sawing, he saw just religion and he saw it's like, I actually probably don't want what these guys have. It's almost the question for Southern Gateway is and individually is what is the world hearing about your life? Are they hearing? Are they seeing not perfection? But are they seeing someone that is in love with Jesus? That when they see you, they're saying, oh, these guys have been with Jesus. And we, we're not perfect. We're walking a journey. We, we mess up sometimes. We can't be a church that thinks you walk into this door and we think 
it's squeaky clean because that's not the reality we're all going through journey we're all going through stuff and uh, God's goodness and his grace he's working in us he's, he's dealing with stuff in our lives and it's painful but sometimes it's good it's what, what, what is the world hearing about your life so in a moment the Holy Spirit orchestrated Jesus to call his name so Jesus didn't call this was not a, it was almost like Jesus was making a point here he was choosing he pointed out in the crowd that is the worst sinner and I'm going to change his life in a moment and he's going to be a testimony for the rest of the world it's been written for eternity about his life and in a moment Levi heard his name so he was classified his name he knew his name he was the tax collector but he heard his name Levi he must have known Jesus he must have heard about Jesus this Jesus and the miracles and this and obviously you must have been dealing with the the high officials and they must have been talking and their dinner dates and the, the hey, this Jesus this oak's doing this this is and he's heard about the salvation that he's talking about and so I believe it was when Jesus the Holy Spirit was dealing with Levi already and as soon as Levi's heard his name being called you are sitting here today because your name has been called that God knows your name and the Holy Spirit is working in your life and we are the testimony of someone calling out your name Yakub calling out Darren someone has come to you to call your name to show you the Jesus that's that we love today amen so good so fine so let's read there so after this 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 new way this drastic change um, God has called us into newness and uh, so verse 33 they said to him John disciples often fasted and pray and so do the disciples of the Pharisees but yours go on and eat and drinking because this is right after they see him um, with the having dinner with the tax collectors and sinners so that's what he's talking about 34 then Jesus answered you you can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while he is with them but the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them and those days they will fast verse 36 he told them this parable the one tears a piece out of his new garment to patch up an old one otherwise they will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old and the one who pours new wine into old wine skin otherwise the new wine will burst the skins and the wine will run out and the wine skins will be ruined no new wine must be poured into new wine skin and no one after drinking old wine wants the new for they say the old wine is better so here we see so jesus he is talking about fasting and and, and stuff like that there's a deeper thing here he he's talking about three denominations so three movements in the early the, in israel at that moment the first one was the pharisees okay the the practices of the law 
and uh, they and then secondly was John the Baptist and third one was obviously was Jesus and the first two they practiced fasting and praying regularly it was a religious activity even to even John the Baptist so he was saying listen and so Jesus comes and he says well, Jesus wasn't really following the well-known movements of Israel in that day and he gives two reasons he says now I'm not following that old pattern I'm doing something new and that newness is with this whole thing with Levi so he says um, first of all he answers he says number one it's not the right time he answers that that's straight and the second thing he says they, he's beginning to bring new ways new works and new reality of the kingdom of God amongst his people and so he points to a new work of God and a new way that God is going to express himself to his people and that was the, in the essence of Levi's life he was pointing to Levi that God is going to change man's heart and it's going to be a drastic change it's going to be moments when man's heart is completely and utterly broken and when they turn to Jesus they're saved and so God didn't change I'm not saying that you know that his ways are changed no he's consistent but he's saying that the, these these old movements you know sometimes the the the, the church um, has new developments new ways uh, but he 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 says he he acts directly under god you know we know that jesus says listen he only says what the father says he only, he only does what the father tells him to do and uh so we see that the religious people are not liking this new way where a man a sinner the one that's robbed us of everything of our of our capital of our money can change like this walk into a church and walk next to a man or neck walk uh, walk next to Jesus this is impossible and Jesus is saying listen this is the new way that God is bringing us into And so religious people don't like new ways we struggle with change in our lives and it becomes like our traditions in our lives and uh, it's a funny thing um, I, I did a, a practical of two weeks at Nisner High I know there's a Nisner High school teacher here so I'll be careful but uh, I walked in there and it was I was a lighty so I went there so I was teaching with some of the teachers that I, I gave a lot of problems to. <laughs> so, you know, you walk in there, you're just like, you're sitting in the corner there, and the teacher walks in and is like, oh, my word. It's always the naughty ones that want to teach at the end. Uh, so I went in there, I was super awkward. I was a lighty, and uh, so I just said, well, I'm going to get a cup, and I got some coffee, and I sat in this chair. Mm -mm -mm. so I'm sitting in this chair waiting for the meeting I just want to get to class get this done I'm just like and this teacher comes up to me and says you are in the wrong chair so I'm like I said I mean it is like those old 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 Afrikaans chairs I mean like those you know like you find it <laughs> so it was just like no offense I know there's lots of Afrikaans people here as well so 
you know, the ones that you, you keep for the pastor when he comes and collects the... So I sat in there, and, and she comes to me and she says, you're in the wrong chair. So I was like, sorry, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know that this was it. Now this is so-and-so's chair. She comes in the morning, and she sits there. <laughs> and it's amazing how humans, we love tradition. We love things to be the same. Hey, Sue? <laughs> we love to have the same old things. Even to the extent that we come into church, we sit at the same chairs. That's because, I don't know why. It's, it was amazing. So Darren, Darren and Trinette were sitting. God convicted. They didn't want to be next to the fire of the Lord there. So they were sitting there. So it's not so cold. So, so I was wondering if Yaku and BNA, you guys get up and come sit here, please. Seriously. I'll pick you on Yaku. I said, five minutes before the meeting, can you share? And I'm saying, come to the front. <laughs> but we see here the new wine that God is talking about. God's, God's asking us for, for change. And sometimes it takes just God moving us from from a seat to the front. Now that's just an illustration that God, you know, that sometimes we can just be in the same mold. And uh, sometimes it's just all it takes is, is that tax collector doing the same old thing, same old thing every day, stealing money. And all of a sudden, God just walks past him and calls him by name and everything changes, his life forever. His family, his generations after that was changed in one calling out of his name. And you see, the wine was, the, the symbolic of the wine and the wineskin was that the wine was for the people. And Jesus was saying, listen, if you, if you don't take this new, this gospel of Jesus, the power of the gospel, and you put it into tradition, it's going to be wasted. The new wine that I'm talking about, the, the, the power of the gospel, the power of the newness of Christ, the gospel of Jesus, not the Pharisees, not John the Baptist, my, Jesus' ministry, God's, His plan and purpose on this earth. If we put it into old wineskin, into tradition, it's going to break. And the wine that was intended for you and me and for the world will be wasted. That's what Jesus was saying, that we actually have the opportunity for the newness. And an incredible thing is, it's not just once off. When, you, when wine skin has to be changed regularly, it's not like all of a sudden this wine skin. We can, as a church, we can do some stuff. We can, uh, we can do certain things, and it becomes tradition. It's like, you know, just that's the nature of humans. I don't think it's a wrong thing. Um, burger night on Fridays, every Friday night is burger night. I mean, those are cool things, you know, but not at the expense of change in our lives. And maybe God's just asking you just to move. God's calling us. We've, we, uh, I really feel that in this moment where God has been speaking to us as a church about God's calling over our lives, I really feel like God is, He doesn't want us to stay in one place. Does that make sense? So Joshua, 
Joshua 1 is a, um, where right at the end when, when Moses is completely, completely, Moses is dead, <laughs> completely dead. Joshua 1 verse 1 it says after the death of Moses the servant so here we see Moses's ministry Moses's life journey was to get to this point and here it says Joshua 1 it says after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord the Lord said to Joshua the son of Nun Moses um, my servant is dead but uncle there's like it's dead Moses, this, this time of Moses is dead. He says, but now then, these people get ready to cross the Jordan. And so now it was almost like Moses is dead. And so many times in our lives, we carry dead things. We carry dead hurts. We carry dead mindsets or dead theology or things that don't help us in life. Offense, whatever it might be. And Jesus is saying, well, in order for us, because Moses didn't reach the promised land, but Joshua did. And because Moses died, Joshua could move into the promised land. And so sometimes there's just things that are, that are, that are dead in our lives that, that God is wanting to, to work in. And for us to be able to, to walk in the new, and to experience the newness of what Levi experienced in what God has called us. The second one is John 15. And we all know this. This is the famous one. And it's, it speaks about Jesus the vine and we are the branches. And uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing for time's sake. But we, we know that Jesus is the true vine. And if you, catch, if you cut the branches, like I've got this plant and... Uh, just because our flat is not the best for indoor plants, it, it dies. And uh, all of a sudden, it's at the back, and all the leaves have fallen off, and all is left is a stalk. <laughs> um, and we all know those, those, those plant lovers that are really bad at plants. Eh? Uh, we think it's trendy. We see it in all the magazines, and we, we buy this fiddle leaf fig, and we put it there, and then three weeks, all of a sudden, <laughs> the leaf starts falling off. It's, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. It's a lot of money. Anyway, so but all is left is a stalk. And God has called us to, you know, God wants to get rid of the things that are, um, that are unhelpful to clip us, to, to have the newness. And, and what I meant by just the stalk that's left, the stalk represents Jesus. Friends, if we lose the, 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 the scent, uh, us, that the Jesus is the center of our lives, I think we lose the stalk, we die. And God wants to come clip us and remove stuff and to, to bring out the, the fruitfulness. And my dad shared, I don't remember, my dad shared about the, I can't remember, it was an avo tree or a lychee, lychee tree. And it wasn't bearing fruit. And uh, he decided, I don't know, I think he got told, I don't know, but he knocked some nails into the tree. And because of that, because of the, the tree probably experiencing an attack or it began to produce um, more, I don't know, began to, photosynthesis started to increase or whatever, the food, and all of a sudden it just blossomed 
after them. And sometimes it just takes God just to prune our lives for the fruitfulness of, of God to come through in our lives. Um, and, you know, sometimes we, we, uh, we just need to lay down our pride. And uh, the reason why we lift up our hands in worship is it's not a religious thing. It's uh, we raise our hands that we lay down, we yield to the King of Kings. That's why we lay our, that's why we raise our hands. We, we are yielding, we are, we are saying, Jesus, we're worshiping you, but we trust you. And it's not just something that we see Hillsong do. <laughs> Or some other churches and everyone's raising their hand. He's like, I don't really. But actually, the reason why we, I raise my hands is that I yield to you, Jesus. I say, it's actually saying I'm kneeling before you, the King of Kings. I'm allowing you to come bring change uh, into my life. And we're saying, God, we, we trust you. Um, and the final one is, is Isaiah uh, 54. Also a famous uh, one it says enlarge the place of your tent stretch your tent curtains wide uh, do not hold back lengthen your cords strengthen your your stakes uh, for you will be spread out uh, to the right and the left and your descendants will dispossess nations and settle uh, in their desolated cities um, and, and so God wants to stretch us as a people and he wants to bring change um, and he wants to bring newness. That's about the gospel. And, uh, you know, and the testimony of this is we're beginning to see it because we're seeing going to the hospital. This is God stretching us as a church. The hostel. Did I say hostel? Hospital. Hospital, the hostel. Stretching us. Um, God blessing the epilepsy. God stretching our tents. God wants us to not to stay in the same place because he knows when we begin to grow we become hungry for him that's why he wants us to grow that's why he puts this thing in our path to say listen the power of the gospel um, is incredible because it brings growth in our lives and the final one is, is Acts 3 uh, verse 19 says repent then turn to God that so that your sins may be wiped out at the times of refreshing may come from the Lord there's Levi completely dead in his sin a moment where Jesus picks him out in the crowd the sinner of sinner and calls him by name he turns his life around and what comes refreshing comes and God wants us to live in refreshing times he wants our hearts to be refreshed full of joy and uh, it obviously the older you get the harder it is to change right so we all know that saying can't 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 train a dog an old dog new tricks and uh, so the more grayer you get <laughs> I'm just joking um, I'm getting gray so one kid I'll tell you a story this is a side note I just thought about <laughs> I was sitting in class so I just I had a haircut and I got into class. So one girl puts up her hand and said, Sir, 
did you dye your hair? So I was like, um, no, it's because it was, it's always had short hair. So it's getting longer, so the, the gray hair is coming through. So he said, no, it looks like you dyed your hair gray. So I said, what? So I vowed to not to speak to that girl for a week. So each time she came for math, I said, sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> but you know, like God's called us for change. He wants us to change. And maybe it's just, you know, putting up your hand for something that you, that it, that it will bring change in your life. Maybe it's to, to do something or, you know, like I love what, um, what God is beginning to do amongst people and, and the, the ladies group and uh, hearing great testimonies from that meeting on, it's on a Tuesday, right? Um, and, uh, um, you know, Henri with the flowers and uh, blessing people with flowers and uh, just to like ask God, God, what am I? You've called me. My dad spoke about three weeks. What is in my hands? And let's begin to change. Because if we stay in one spot, we're going to not be hungry. We're just going to stay. And days go on. Time goes on. Roddy says, life goes on. But yet we have the ability and the honor to, to bring the change of the gospel. And I, the one of the questions that I asked last week was, do you believe in the power of the gospel? Like, honestly, if you had to look, you, we've all got mates like Levi. And you look at them, you think, Lord, it must be, he must be struck by lightning before he comes to the Lord, right? I've got this friend at school, good friend, <laughs> and uh, work just as, just far from God. The first thing he said to me, he said, um, this is about eight years ago, he said, I walked into a church in George, not in Isa, so we, we're okay, and uh, <laughs> we walked, he walked into a church in, in, in George, and the first thing they came and they brought around was a card machine to pay your tithes and he says this is exactly not what I want as a church and so that's why he says he doesn't come to church and uh, since then we've had this, this jokey relationship he used to live over there so he used to say listen I don't need to come to church I can hear you from my porch and then he said listen I did come to church and lockdown I was watching on TV it was good and uh, so we've got our baby dedication and uh, so I said to, said to him listen my baby dedication if you don't come well I'm going to unfriend you and uh, and uh, he says he's coming and uh, and I just if you walk through that door I don't know I think I'm going to cry but <laughs> it's just friends we, we we are needing the world to experience the goodness of Jesus the change in our lives but if we stay stale the world will look at us like Levi looked at the Pharisees and see I do not want what they have. You might be saved. You might be serving Jesus for 30 years. But you can, you can be serving for 30 years and look like stale bread. It does not matter how long you serve Jesus that it makes you more attractive to people. It is the life that we live closely with Christ is the testimony to the world when they look at us. And we don't have to be super spiritual. We don't have to be weird. 
We have to be true to ourselves, walk this journey with Christ, change things in our lives. If you drink wine at, at parties and, and sometimes you get a little bit tipsy, well then in your heart you're saying, Lord, look, God, this is, I know it's not right, but maybe I should, the friends that I'm with begin to take a stand with alcohol. Let me tell you something, alcohol is one of the amazing opportunities to preach Jesus to people. I face it daily when I go on, on tours, on, on stuff with, with, with my colleagues. And when, we, when alcohol comes around, it's always a good line in the sand to say, this is what I believe. I'm not against alcohol. But it's a, I understand, taking changes, I'm just an example, taking changes in our lives that reflect the gospel of Jesus that's in our lives. And people, let me tell you something, people will flood to you. They will look to you, Levi. All you have to do is call their name. So maybe as you change your chairs, sit to the front, change something, do something different for God. And uh, there we go, Roddy. <laughs> That's my chair, bro. <laughs> Should we pray? Let's stand. I know we've got some announcements. I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, after the meeting, we're also going to pray for, for Dirk and Katrina. Uh, they got just approved to go to, to the States. And uh, we just want to, they've been with us for a couple of months, a few months, and they've really blessed us. And uh, we just want to send them to the States um, because, yeah, that's uh, where Sodom and Gomorrah is. No, I'm just joking. So um, we just need to pray for them and, and just trust for all the different things. Um, just to, it's a, it's a big thing moving families. We've, we've experienced that as a family um, and uh, our sister moving to Cape Town. It's a big thing for a family. And so we just want to pray over them and uh, uh, in this time. So let's pray. Lord, thank you, Jesus, that you called us by name, that you walked past us in the middle of our sin and you said our name. God, you said you called us out of darkness into glorious light. Jesus, we love you. That song that we said, Abba, Father, we love you. Thank you. Thank you that you, that we are your, your work, your masterpiece, Father, that you are working in our lives. And in this church, Lord, that we do, we, we struggle, we have difficulties, we're working through issues in our lives. But Jesus, I pray, Father, I pray that we never settle in tradition. I pray as as individuals as corporate sense that the world will look at us and they will be like Levi and all it takes is they, they don't see religion they see a relationship with Jesus not perfection but a relationship they can that they can feel like oh, I can have the salvation that they're talking about Lord we don't want cheap grace we don't want to be people that are just like do whatever we want Lord Lord we pray that when we walk with you Christ that the power of the gospel will change people around around us and we pray Lord those who have feel like they're stuck that they've done the same old thing maybe even they walk with Christ and uh, Lord that you're calling them that you call them by name for things for, to, for them to do uh, but they're stuck in tradition they're stuck in in not wanting to change seats because of our human nature we don't like it we don't want change we want the same remote in the same place on the next to that couch every single night, Lord. But I pray, Lord, 
ruffle our hairs. Lord, that we, that we experience the new wine that you're bringing in our lives. And so wherever we are, Lord, wherever we are situated in our workplaces, I pray, Father, that the change will be evident uh, to people around us. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray.